give God something to work with. We want to give Him something to work with. And we are. Here we go. Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to Luke chapter 6. Very, 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 very familiar scripture. Everyone's going to recognize this. It's not going to be anything that's unusual to you or different than you. But I want to enlighten you this morning, show you something this morning. Can all of you see this whiteboard over here? Let me move it over just a little bit. Tell me when everybody can see it. Can everybody see it? I'm going to use this in just a moment. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 and 44. First of all, Father, we honor you. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your word. I thank you for your power, for your direction, for your instruction. You are almighty. You are omnipotent. You are in all places at all times. And you know where we are right now. You are, you are where we are. We desire to be where you are. So help us today to achieve that place, to, to ascend to the hill of the Lord and come to the place where all things holy dwell, where all things righteous dwell, where your purpose is fulfilled, rising up and lying down. Help us today to See, to hear, to be changed by the truths that you release to us. We have a vision for where it is you are taking us. And in the middle of that, let the revelation, the things that we have not known, become known so that we can engage in every way those things that you have stored up for your sons and daughters. We honor you today and give thanks for it. I thank you for this people, both present in this building, watching online, listening later on. I pray for each of us. I give thanks for each of us that have come today with clean hands, pure hearts. I pray for each of us that have come today with filthy, disgusting, dirty hands and rotten hearts. I pray for every single person today. I pray that in all of us, you will cause us to be able to see and to understand and hear your voice. The great thing about your voice, God, is you can speak into the hardest of hearts. There is no such thing as a mass that is so intense that you cannot get through it. Let it be today according to your word and will in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke 6 says, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, from the weeds, I'm just going to throw that in. Figs are not gathered from weeds, nor are grapes picked from weeds or the bramble bush. Figs are not gathered from the thorn bushes, nor are grapes, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. I want to talk to you today about getting out of the weeds. And I can tell you that in the middle of that, oh, let me say this, by the way, for those of you that are wondering what's happening this week, this is part of what we're going to be doing is the responsibilities on you to be aware of what's going on in the house throughout the week. It's your responsibility. I want you to want bad enough to be a part of whatever's going on. Everything has been made available to everybody. We have a website, therockofcf.org. I want you to download that. Get that on your phone, wherever you've got to go. Stay in tune. I want to find out what it looks like when the church becomes responsibility for, responsible for itself. What does it look like when the church becomes responsible for itself? Amen? Just thought I'd throw that in there. I want to talk to you about the weeds that get in our lives or the weeds that we, from time to time, get into. And I want to do this today with an illustration. And I'm going to start like this. If you can picture with me, everybody say, body. body. Let me do this. I'm going to draw three circles. This is body. soul, and then what would this be? Spirit. Body is what? It is natural. I'm just going to teach today like you've all known me for a long time. Okay? I'm not trying to confuse. I'm going to teach like you've known me for a long time. Body is the natural. The soul is what? That's right. Say it again, Jimmy. Mind, will, and emotion. Mind, will, and what? Mind, will, 
and emotions. That is your soul. Everybody say, my soul, my soul. is my mind, my, mind. My, will, my will, and my emotions. And then your spirit is what? It's the God part of you. When the Father created you, it's not your spirit, and yet it is. This, I'm looking to see if my friend is here. This is defined by time. This is not. It is not. This is eternal. Track with me so you can understand getting out of the weeds today. I want to help you understand why some of you are in the weeds. I can't help you get out until you understand why you're in. Can't help you get out of what are the weeds? The weeds are those things that become distractions, that make you sneeze when you get up in the morning. Make your eyes water at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Make you take Claritin. The weeds are those things that become annoying. They become a fixture, though, in so many of our lives. The weeds, if we're not careful, the weeds begin to consume us. We forget about the fruit that might exist because we're so focused on the weeds that get us distracted. The weed that says, I'm never going to get out of poverty. The weed that says, I'm never going to get a wife. The weed that says, am I ever going to have children? The weed that says, am I ever going to get a job? The weeds that say, is this possible? Is that possible? When will this happen? When will that happen? The weeds that say, can I ever pay my debts? The weeds that, whatever the weed is the weeds that says will Steve Parker ever quit talking that's a weed <laughs> but the weeds that exist there's a reason that they exist and to help you understand what they are and why they're there I cannot help you get out of the weeds or the weeds get out of you until you can grasp what I'm about to teach you today are you ready for this so the body is the natural part of who you are, and it has a finite season, age, determination, at least when there's weeds involved. The soul, the life of the mind, the will, and the emotions is determined, listen to me, by how this responds to that. This is neither at this moment infinite or finite. Let's say I'm going to draw both symbols. It is neither infinite, nor is it finite. It is dependent on the two things here working together. Got to get it. I know this is something you would expect me to do on a Thursday night. I'm not. It's just pretend like it's Thursday if that helps you. <laughs> If you were not here Thursday night, you missed a wonderful time. Don't miss the next one. This, by nature, everybody say by nature, by nature. is finite. It has a beginning and it has an end. By nature, by natural, by nature, it has a beginning and an end. This is finite. How long has this part of you existed? I mean infinite. This, how long has this existed? I'm going to ask this question. Yes, yeah, some of you that were at the class is going to get, are going to get what I'm about to say. Let me ask somebody here that was not at the class. Somebody raise your hand that's willing. Kevin, how long... Why weren't you at the class? 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I couldn't. It's an opportunity, man. It's weeds. So, how long has this been alive in you? Which part of you has it been alive in? Which is what? The God part. It's important that you're going to get what I'm telling you today. Take some notes. Because I want you to understand what I'm talking about. How many want to get out of the weeds? You've got weeds. Just go ahead and admit it. You've got them. You're in them or they're in you. You've got weeds. We get weeds. Sometimes they just show up. You wake up in the morning. Man, where did the weed come from? They just arrive. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can relate. Some people have a weed field. It's okay. We're going to bring the sickle of the Holy Ghost to it today. All right? But I've got to make sure that this is clear for what I'm about to do. I need to make this a little bit bigger here. Let's do this. I've got to, you have to understand, this alone by nature is finite, is limited. Everybody say limited. This is infinite by God. It is the God part of you. Before, to help you understand that, let me say this. You've heard me teach this before. Those of you that have, you'll understand it. Those of you that have not, if you have more questions after this is over, I am more than happy to answer them because I have an answer for you. If I leave you with any questions, everything I'm talking about today, I have an answer for you, and I will back it up in Scripture. This part of you, the God part, the Spirit. How many believe there's a Spirit dwelling in you? Understand with me this morning, before I go any further, every spirit, everybody say every spirit. Every spirit, spirit, even for the religious folks that say, what about the evil spirit, what about this spirit, what about that spirit, the spirit of fear, the spirit of this, the spirit of that, every spirit was born of God. The devil has never been a creator. He has never had offspring. Never. The best the enemy can do. The best. That distracted me. The best the enemy can do is pervert what God has done. When the New Testament says about the sons and daughters of God, he says, you are all gods. He said, ye are all gods, is how it reads in the King James. Ye are all gods. He wasn't talking about we're the creating God. He said, you are the image of God. You are the image of God on this earth. The thing that separates you and me from God, the one distinction that separates us is there is one creator. But everything else that's in the hand and the heart of God and the Spirit of God is available to you and me. You've got to get what I'm telling you this morning. You've got to get, I can't even get into the weed part till we get into this part. Because you have to understand this to get where we're going. So every spirit, everybody say every spirit. Every spirit. spirit. And listen, I'm going to just tell you the truth. I just, can I just be, those of you that know me, you know how I am. Those of you that don't, you're about to find out how I am. You can disagree with me about whether or not every spirit that exists came from God, you would be wrong. I am right on every level. In that regard. There's other levels I might not be right about, but that I'm right about. Every spirit, there is one creator that is God. Can we agree on that? Therefore, every single spirit came from God. So when God... How far in this do I want to go? Let me get, I'm going to go any further. So this part of you, the spirit part, has been, if God has existed in this amount of time, this is God, I'm going to make him sunshine. Because what does he look like? I think he looks like me. I, you can decide for yourself. 
I was created in his image. Who was closer? I don't know. Do you ever think God created somebody and says, that doesn't quite look like me? <laughs> Start over. <laughs> so if this is God in finite, in the God part of us is the spirit part of us that's always trying to get back to God, not get back to him to be separated from our purpose, but get back to him so that it looks like him. The nature of God exists. When we try to jack with this spirit, jack with the nature of the spirit, jack with the image of God in us, when we try to jack with that and we try to pervert that in any way through stupid, dumb, ridiculous teaching, I'm trying not to use the word stupid because I get in trouble all the time, but it, we jack with that, that spirit is always trying to get back to the Father. But you have been alive, listen, listen, I've got to say this, most of you know this already, you have been alive from the beginning of time. Is that cool, Brian? It's crazy, isn't it? If you think, is it hard to wrap your mind around? Yeah, me too. It used to be. It's not so much anymore. I've been alive. You've been alive since the beginning of time because spirit has no beginning. Spirit has no end. When did God start? He didn't. He just was. And he is. And will always be. Spirit, so he took a part of him, and then one day he said, and let me do this quickly, one day he said, I need Steve Parker to do something in Sanford, Florida. He is the only, this particular part of me is the only part of me that can do this in Central Florida, so I'm going to wrap this part of me up in flesh, and his name is going to be Steve Parker, and I'm going to send this part of my spirit into the womb of Janet, and I'm going to send it into, into there. she is going to deliver this spirit, and I'm going to wrap it in flesh, and then I'm going to go, and I'm going to say, when I breathe, I'm going to breathe the purpose into the Spirit. He didn't breathe the Spirit in. He breathed the purpose in. The distinction of the purpose. The distinction. What is this Spirit assigned to? So it is safe to say, now let me, help, let me get along from, from this. It is safe to say that the Spirit of Steve Parker, not Steve Parker, but the Spirit that is in me, has been, as long as God has been, so have I. As long as God has been, so have you. If you can get this this morning, it's really going to help you out. But this part of me has only been around, as we talked about Thursday night, this part of me has only been around for 54 years. This natural part. So at the moment that this part was born on 11, 26, 64, if anybody's keeping track, at the moment that this part of me was wrapped up in this part of me, something began to happen. Things begin to happen. Things begin to change. Things begin to work. The forces of the natural. The spirit that God created that was meant to be his worshiper became his, began to pervert what worship was and was cast out of heaven. Satan, created by God. Not equal with God. He's not equal with God or he'd be creating too. Created by God, kicked out of heaven. I'm going to leave it right there. Kicked out of heaven. But the moment that we came into the natural, because he has some authority here, he begins to try to do some things. He tries to sow weeds. He tries to get things into us. He tries to do everything he can to separate this from this. Because this will never be like him. I don't care how much of a hellion you ever were. How much of a rascal you ever were. How much you detested God, even if you didn't believe in God, even if you said you would never believe in God, even if you cursed God. It didn't matter. There's still a God part of you. There is still a part of you that is always after the purpose of God. You might not be able to recognize it that way yet because there's too many weeds clouding the vision. There's too many things that try to separate you from the vision. I'm going to bring the soul in in a minute. But there's so much that gets in the way, you, you've lost sight of that. But that is still in you. I'm telling you, Charles Manson was full of the Spirit of God. What? Who else? Think of somebody that's just horrible. Hitler! Oh, my! Full of the Spirit of God. 
Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm losing people. I shouldn't be. This, this really should make sense, but weeds keep it from making sense. Full of the Spirit of God, but it had been perverted. 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 Perverted by weeds. Perverted by weeds. Perverted by weeds. Some of, weeds, some of the weeds in our lives are the weeds of our own doing. We can't blame everything on the devil. He might light the match, but it's you and I that keep throwing wood on the fire. <laughs> Can't blame everything on the devil. Think of the worst person you've ever thought of. Your worst day. You, you got in God's face and said, I can't stand you. You did this, you did that. And God said... <laughs> Here's the amazing thing. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, you're only breathing because you breathe my air. You're only still able to breathe and to speak. You can only hate me because my spirit is present in you. You couldn't even hate me if I did not have my spirit in you because absent the spirit, you are dead. It is the Spirit that gives. Are you tracking with me this morning? So what do we do? So what happens here? You know what exists in the soul realm? All of the junk. In my, I am driven today. I am driven with a passion today to eliminate religion and its law and its death that it is causing in so many people. I am driven with a passion for you to know God in his entirety and get rid of the religion you, so many of us have laid claim to because we've heard it preached so many times. We have been brainwashed by a religion that has not led to life. It has led to misery. It has led to futility. It has led to frustration. You are, we argue about it. Why do we argue about it? Can I tell you today? I'm going to make a statement to you today. Listen to what I'm saying before I go further. If you hear me preach anything, any argument that ever exists in you today... Eric, yesterday, Eric, last week, Kevin, that might come up next week or the week after. Any argument relating to the purpose of God for you does not exist here because this knows the truth does not exist here. The body does not have the ability to think on its own or to process thought. Your body does not... All your body is, the only thing that this body is, the only thing, and we get so misinterpreted that we think that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and they're not... All this does is create a container for this. That's why exercise profiteth little. Doesn't mean it's not important. It just means in light of eternity. Go ahead and exercise. But if you think your exercise is going to get you into right relationship with God, he says exercise profiteth little. Every argument you have, every disagreement that pertains to religion exists in the soul. Every argument you have exists in your mind and in your will and in your emotions. Every battle that ever rages in you, listen to me, 
Every battle that ever rages in you exists in your soul. Say it with me. Every battle battle dwells in my soul. soul. It happens in my mind. Do it with me. It happens in my mind. It happens in my will. The things I choose to do. And my emotions. How I choose to feel about the things that I choose to do. It happens in my mind. It happens in my will. In every argument. If I stood up today and I said you could live forever. The immediate disagreement you might have with that or the immediate agreement you might have with that doesn't happen here. It happens in the soul. There's a reason why. Because it is in the soul that everything, both the natural and the spirit, have access to. It is in the soul where the work of God or the work of the enemy, or the work of weeds happen. In the mind, in the will, and in the emotion. The God part of you can't be jacked with. God is God is God is God. God is God is God is God. Can't jack with that. Everything. Your natural has access to the soul. Your spirit has access to the soul. They are wrapped up in one another. This is the function place. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? (laughs) If you don't have kids, you have no idea what I just said. Every argument exists here, and here is where all the little weedies are. Now, why do they exist there? Because this is the only place. See, the enemy does not have access to my spirit. He does have access to my soul. The enemy can mess with my mind and my will and my emotions. The enemy can plant seeds, he can sow things, he can throw a weed in here, throw a weed in there, throw a distraction in there, throw a doubt or a fear or whatever in there. He can say, here, do this, I've perverted this thing, so let you become this. Get in there. Get over there in Priscilla's mind and, and begin to do something. Let her see something today. When she's walking into work, let her see two people from the rock talking to one another and plant the seed that they're talking about her. You hearing me? This is where the argument, but this is what happens, see? What the Father wants to do, He wants us to get rid of the weeds because what happens is the enemy knows if He can throw up weeds in your soul, it will separate your possibility. This is your possibilities. It will separate your possibility, what you're able to become, from what you were born to be, created to be. The possibility lies here. The fullness of what you can become is already in your spirit. When the Father said, go, you were full of every single possibility. Every single possibility. Every single possibility. This, wrapped up in this, is waiting to become the fullness of this and the only thing that the enemy can do. See, everything, because everything's moving through the mind, the will, and the emotions, the natural part, the dirt part, the dust part, everything's moving. There is an enemy that's throwing up all kinds of weeds there. He's giving you bramble bushes to walk through. He wants you searching for fruit where, where, where fruit won't exist. In fact, some folks, he, he distracts you long enough. He gets you so distracted on trying to become something in an area you're not meant to become. There are people trying to perfect things and become successful in something they have no knowledge of. They're just hoping it falls in their lap and they get up every single day and they pray, God, just help me to become successful in this thing. And the Father says, you, have you even taken one class to learn how to balance your books? 
I'm just trying to keep it now. I'm just trying to keep it simple. God, help my marriage. Just help my marriage. And what have you done to help your marriage? What have you done? God, I'm waiting on you. My whole church is praying that you're going to fix my marriage. And God said, I wish the church would leave you alone. I told somebody this morning, kindly, but intentionally, said, can we pray for this person today? And I said, no, because we already have. And if I pray again, it says that my, I didn't believe my first, I didn't have any faith in the first prayer I prayed. Every time I keep praying for something over and over again, I keep saying the last time I prayed, I was just kidding, God. I didn't really mean that. Are you with me? So in this soul part, the mind, will, and the emotions, this determination is determined by which wins. In your soul today, there are weeds, there are things... And what we've got to do is we've got to stop overcomplicating getting the weeds out or getting out of the weeds. We overcomplicate it. We look at the things that are in our life and we, we see these things and we feel like they're distractions and we recognize them as distractions. And the first thing that we need to do is we need to stop trying to blame the devil for every single weed that exists. Because sometimes it's just not him. He, again, he might have lit the match, but you went and found more wood. He said, the devil threw a weed out there and he said, you're not well. And you told 10 people what your report was. 20 people. You put it on Facebook, told 1,000. You're not well. Now you got 10,000 people telling you, I'm sorry you're so sick. I'm sorry you're feeling so horrible. I'm sorry this has happened to you. I'm just trying to teach us into truth. Teach us out of the weeds. Are you getting anything that I'm saying this morning? Is it making any sense? I'm not trying to frustrate. I'm not trying to make you mad. I'm trying to teach you out of the weeds this morning. I'm trying to teach you into right thinking to help you understand this, that mind, will, and emotions where the enemy's working. And if you can get that. So we get in our mind... The enemy just threw the match out there. Just let them know because don't they want to pray for you? I mean, come on. Don't you have enough God in you? Don't you think they want to pray for you? Just tell everybody. Tell the whole world how horribly sick you are. Go ahead because they want to pray for you. Just bow down to me. I'll give you all of it. So we get it out there. This is how sick I am. This is how miserable it is. This is what's going on in my life. I want the whole world to know. Everybody, I'm just asking for prayers. Most of the time, people that are just posting that and saying, I'm just asking for prayers really aren't. They're really saying, I want everybody to know about this. Can somebody feel sorry for me? Man, I am touching some home base this morning. Not always true, but most of the time is so. But I'm positioning myself. You come and ask me for prayer. Don't go ask a thousand people. Don't put it on Facebook. If you're sick and you've posted it on Facebook, I'm talking to some folks, delete it. If you want us to pray, the elders will pray. You call the church. We'll pray for you once. And we're going to believe you're well. We're going to believe you're healed. And we're going to believe that God will do the rest. That's not right. I need you to pray for me every single day because the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. But it doesn't say the many prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Because this is where the battle happens right here in the soul. The battle happens in the soul. People right now today... Your, your weeds exist right here in your mind, will, and your emotions, and the enemy knows that. And what it does is it creates a wall to keep this from completely saturating this. 
Your mind, your body, then your soul, then your spirit, that soul is that part that exists between what God wants to do and what you let him do. What he wants to be in you and what you allow him to be in you. And it all gets filtered both ways, up and down, back and forth, through the mind, through the will and the emotions, and then we begin to decide. Now, what happens when we begin to stop overcomplicating this thing and saying, you know what, this thing isn't so hard after all. I recognize that this is a weed. It might be the enemy's fault. It might not be. Listen, when the storms come up, I shared this at intercession Wednesday morning. When storms come up, there's always dust winds blow when you walk out of here when I walk out today and the wind blows and dust goes and gets up even if it gets in my eyes I'm going to take a position that I hope you'll take and I'm not going to say oh look the the devil (laughs) the devil blew up dust in my eyes trying to kill me Or you get out in the car and you turn the key and the car doesn't start. It's just dust. It's just a weed. We can't say, the devil wants me to stay at the rock. Man, it's actually God. (laughs) We can't overcomplicate. Sometimes we need to recognize and say this with me, dust is just dust. Weeds are just weeds. And what's he say to do with them? Pull them out. Just pull them out. Instead of pulling them out, what do we do? Because we're so spiritual. What do we do? We water them. We walk right past the fruit. We see a weed. We walk right past the fruit. That's pretty fruit. But man, little old weed, I'm going to get that thing and I'm going to pull it out. And you don't pull it out. You know what you do? You break the stem and that thing gets bigger the next time. You go to break it and pull it again. It breaks the stem. It gets bigger the next time. Before you know it, you can't see the fruit because the weed's so stinking big. And we miss the fruit. We miss the opportunity. And, and it's, just, it's just us. Don't overcomplicate it. Recognize it for what it is, and you know what you do? You just pull it out. Say, there's a weed, and it exists in my mind, my will, and my emotions. In other words, in my mind, I'm letting it live. And with my will, I'm deciding every single second, I'm going to keep giving this life. I'm putting it on Facebook. I'm putting it on Snapchat. I'm putting it on social media. I'm going to tell everybody that this happened and that that happened. And I just need 50 people just join with me in prayer. Pass this to your friends and your family and your wife and, your, and send this thing out to 30 people and make sure everybody tags. I'm going to create a group. Just need healing. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling, I'm really, I'm, I'm in somebody's weeds right now. Sometimes weeds are just weeds are just weeds. Sometimes it's the enemy. Sometimes the enemy comes in. Now, when you start pulling your weeds, and it's just weeds that are weeds that are weeds, now the enemy might show up and say, wait a minute now. I like that I didn't have to give them any attention because they did a really good job they're on their own of not getting rid of the weeds. Now I might have to throw a few things in. I'm just going to light a few matches, see if I can keep this thing. Remember, it's happening in your mind. Everything that is anti-God does not happen in the body. The body does not have the ability to exist and think on its own. The body's a container. It is simply a container. It is a container. It is a container. It is a container. It is the soul, again, that is the conduit by which the spirit and the body relate to one another. But in my mind, my will, and my emotions, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to dwell on it. I'm going to focus on it. Getting out of the weeds for someone, just stop focusing on those things. Or at least change your focus. If it's a weed, stop thinking about how it's defeating you and begin to consider how you can defeat it. Begin to consider, you can't get over this thing. I keep pulling this weed. I keep pulling this weed, man. This weed, it just just stays there. I can't, I can't, I can't, and I want the Spirit of the Lord. Consider, Holy Spirit, what's the answer to this weed? I need your word to this weed. Just like what we're doing now, we're beginning to make these transitions with, with our praise and worship is everything that we do. It's the receiving of the tithe and the offering. It is the, the announcement. You're worshiping. You read the website. Somebody's going to say, he said worshiping is getting on the website. It's true. I'm going to get on there. I'm going to find out what my body is doing, what my family's doing. Where, where's my family meeting at? I'm going to find out what's next for my family. I'm going to be a part of the family reunion that happens often. 
Do you hear me? But we overcomplicate. We overcomplicate. And part of the other part of the problem is we don't admit. When we have weeds, we, we don't like to admit it. We don't, we don't like to admit it. We're very comfortable admitting about uh, confessing some weeds. We're not comfortable confessing others. Turn with me to Numbers 33, please. Numbers 33, and I'm going to read verse 55. Actually, let me back up. Let me go to my Bible. I want to start with a different verse. I want to start with verse 50. Numbers 33. I don't have it all on my thing, so let me read it from here. Let me re- begin to wrap this thing up. You hear it? You're understanding what I'm teaching you today. Numbers 33, beginning with verse 50, says, And the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you pass over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you will drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and you will destroy all their figured stones and destroy all their metal images and demolish all their high places. What was he doing? What was he saying to Moses? He was speaking to Moses what? Not to his body to his mind, will, and emotions. The Spirit of God was connecting with his mind, will, and emotions and saying, this is what I want you to say, and I need you to believe it in your soul so that you can speak it to their soul. Why is uh, black music so moving in the soul of man? You know what? And I loved what my mother-in-law used to say. My wife reminded me the other day, and it's so true because I love soul music. I am a white guy that loves soul music. I don't think I'm white, actually. I think it was a mistake. Until I dance, and then I'm white. But my mother-in-law used to say, one of the reasons the anointing is so prevalent in the African-American culture, I, I, I hate to use that word African-American because it's so not true. The... Um, Yes, thank you, Archie. In the black culture, one of the reasons, there's such an anointing present in their sound, in the black culture sound. No other culture has gotten a hold of that. And part of the reason is my mother-in-law used to say, because she knows, one, that I have always, always, always loved that soul music. I have loved the depth of it. It resonates. Soul music isn't something you hear with your ear. You hear it in the deepest part of who you are. You get... Now, I don't want to get off in the weeds here. <laughs> you get in to that place where whether it's AJ or Archie, his daddy, or anybody, you, you hear them sing, there's a soulness to it that is an anointing that is present. And she used to say it was born because in the day of slavery, in a time when there was so much oppression, the thing that they could lean on when they were being so, they were being killed, they were being destroyed, they were being treated less than human, and all the things that were done to them, that is a travesty in the history of the world. And all that was done, in the middle of all of that, the one thing that they could look to that couldn't be stopped, no one could say, stop singing. And they would lean and they would be out in the fields and, and this one would begin to sing, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And then another would join in. And all they could depend on was the anointing. They could not depend on anything else. They could only depend on the anointing because their natural was decided for them and their spirit man was restrained. But the Father said, I'm going to give you an avenue out because you love me and I love you like I do every other one. And there was a release and soul music was born from that and it exists today. There is nothing good about the seasons, the years, the generations of slavery. But if there is a single fruit that I could look to today and say, and this, people are going to completely misinterpret me. It is what it is. I don't mean it. I don't know how to say it any other way. If there is anything I can look at from that generation and from the black culture that came out of slavery, I love how you got out of the weeds and I love how you found the Spirit of God and you are today impacting the world with your sound and nobody can match it. Nobody can match your sound. You have got it. 
There was the Jewish nation in the time that the father said, you are my chosen people. They're not anymore. But he said at the time, can't go there today. He said, you are my chosen people. And then he said, in this culture that has been so oppressed, so tortured, so dehumanized, I'm going to show you what can be born in the middle. Listen, it, there's not a better example I can use about getting out of the weeds. Nobody has ever gotten out of the weeds better than the black culture when they came up out of the middle of all of that and were finally set free. In the middle of the weeds, they sang. They sang. They sang. They released. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. I'm going to sing it. I'm going to sing it. I might be in the cotton field, but I'm going to sing it. I might be building the road, but I'm going to sing it. I might be out in the pasture taking care of the cattle, but I'm going to sing it. I'm going to sing it. Because in the middle of these weeds, I'm prophesying. I'm prophesying. And we're still drawing out of that today. Can you hear me? I'm going to tell you, there are weeds. There are weeds. But Yahweh God always provides a way through them. Because this is where it happens in your mind. And if you can say to yourself, every time you have an argument with the voice of God, the reason argument is created, consider what I'm about to say to you. I probably should have done this over two weeks. But consider what I'm about to say to you. Every time there's an argument in your mind about you know the Spirit of the Lord wants you to do something or even what I'm saying, you know and, and there's a part of you that says, oh, I know he's right. And then there's another part of you that says, oh my gosh, that is like nothing I've ever heard before. I cannot even accept that. An argument takes place. I'm going to tell you that argument is taking place in your soul. And what the Father's trying to do is to break down, to clear out some of those weeds so that you can connect to him the way it was, orig he, it was originally intended. Have I sufficiently confused you? Do you understand what I'm saying today? So we've got to get rid of some of these weeds. We've got to shake some of this nonsense. We've got to get rid of some of this stuff. We've got to position ourselves and make a determination today. Today. I'm not religious. Let's start just by saying that and trying to get it out. Some folks are going to go, I'm not... I'm not... I'm not religious. I'm a son. Born of God. For the purpose of God. Born out of God. For His purpose. Designed and intended to change the earth. Designed and intended not to deal and to have battles that go on in my mind, in my will and my emotions, but that this body of mine would look exactly like the Spirit of God that exists in me. He said, did I read this? And he spoke, I've got sidetracked, to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Speak to the people and say to them, When you pass over into the land of Canaan, drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their figured stones, destroy all their metal images, demolish all their high places. I'm going to tell you some of the weeds that exist in people's minds today is because in your soul, in your mind, will, and your emotions, you have decided that you like how it feels to be religious. You have decided that you like how it feels to not have to consider anything new. You have decided that you like how it feels to not have to trust that the Father is going to keep speaking to you. And the Father is saying, I would like for you to decide to tear down the idols, to sickle out the weeds by the power of the Holy Ghost. I would like for you to decide to both get the weeds out of you and get you out of the weeds. What, what do you find yourself in? Listen, if the enemy is building a fire in my camp, the best thing to do is not stay where there's a lot of wood to throw on the fire. I'm going to get to a place where there's no wood. I'm going to find me a concrete street, and I can't find any wood to throw on that thing. I'm going to, re I'm going to take myself out of the situation where it's easy to keep piling on the weeds. 
ever finish reading this. I'm not, will I ever finish reading this? And you will then, then, and then you will then, you will then, Eric, you will then, you will then take possession oh. of the land, and then you will settle in it. For I've given you, I've given you, I've given you, I've given you. See it with me. Can you see this with me? I've given you the land to possess. I've given you the land to possess. What? I've given you the land to rule and reign over. What good is it to rule, have authority to rule and reign over the earth if I don't rule and reign over this? You shall inherit the land by lot according to your clans. To a large tribe, you will give a large inheritance, small tribe, small inheritance. Wherever the lot falls for anyone, that shall be his according to the tribes of your fathers. But if you do not drive out, if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then those of them that you allow to remain will be as barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides. And they are going to trouble you in the land where you dwell. They're going to keep on troubling you, 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 Father, today. Help me today. Help me today to see, to recognize that the battle is in my mind, will, and the emotions. Your spirit never needs saving. God has never saved. Jesus Christ never saved a single spirit. This is probably something I should have done on Thursday night. Jesus Christ has never saved a single spirit. But he has saved countless souls. Because it is in the soul where the battle rages. Can you get it this morning? Can you get it this morning? What are we going to do with it? We're going to feast on it, and we're going to take personal responsibility this morning. I'm not praying for you. We're going to become a personally responsible family of God. Can you do that today? See, one of the things that's a problem in the church world is the churches. We have trained the congregation. We have trained people that come to church. We have trained them when to stand, when to sit, when to dance, when to sing, when to clap, when to shout, when to do whatever. We've trained them. We've become a trained bunch of zombies walking around waiting for the next command. And the father says, what do you do if someone has enough guts to stand up and say, I'm not going to do any more commanding or directing? Do you need prayer? Get your hands on yourself. Well, then why do we need you, Steve Parker? Maybe you don't. That's up to you. Take responsibility. <laughs> 